This is a very special episode of the podcast dedicated to the gender sleep gap. Let's dig in. You want to sleep better? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Sleep Seekers podcast with me, your host, Emma Ashford. This show is all about you and your sleep, protecting it, promoting it, restoring it, and enjoying it. And all this naturally, no medications required. I teach the skills that mean your mind and body can allow the right amount of good quality sleep to come easily to you at the right time. In a world that can so easily take it away, I want to put sleep back at the top of the agenda. Your journey to great sleep and all the wonderful benefits it brings starts here. Hello and welcome back to the Sleep Seekers podcast. I'm your host, Emma Ashford. This is a very special episode and a bit of a break from our wind down series because I wanted to mark International Women's Day with an episode dedicated to women, sleep and the gender sleep gap. When I was thinking and planning for this episode, there's so much I could unpack on the issues of women and sleep that I could have easily been talking for hours. So I decided that this episode needs to be about lightly touching on each area with an intention to go deeper with many of these issues in future episodes and various offerings. So just know that there's more coming, more deep dives into various issues that we talk about here, but today is about a light touch. So I'm going to talk a bit about some of the issues relating to women and sleep and to the gender sleep gap. I'll talk a bit about some of the issues that contribute to these challenges and then we'll talk a bit about what we can do to reduce the sleep gap. So we've all heard of the gender pay gap but did you know there's also a gender sleep gap? Not spoken about so much but hugely impactful on women and women's Not spoken about so much, but I would say hugely impactful on women and women's well-being. So let me explain. All adults need between seven and nine hours sleep a night. According to research, the average woman needs eight hours and 27 minutes a night, to be exact. Do you get that much? An American study in 2017 found that fewer than two-thirds of women get enough sleep each night. And a 2019 UK study of 2,000 people showed that women get an average of three hours less sleep than men a night, which adds up to a mind-blowing 1,095 hours difference between men and women a year. They also found that as many as half of UK women feel constantly sleep deprived, which is not surprising given those statistics. So clearly there's an issue with women not getting the right amount of sleep, but it's also been found that women experience a lower quality of sleep than men too. Women tend to experience more sleep fragmentation, meaning it's more broken and more disturbed than men's sleep. This has implications for how effective sleep can be if disruptions are occurring within sleep cycles. It's also been found that women tend to take longer to get to sleep, but then spend more time in restorative slow wave deep sleep than men, which might be 
because they're having to compensate for their sleep deprivation. So spend more time in deep sleep, which comes at the expense of REM sleep. So when you add all of this up, it's generally not a great picture for women. When you know how important sleep is for physical health, mental health and general well-being, and how sleep deprivation negatively affects every function in the mind and body, this is really significant. If you think about the impact of this very normalized sleep deprivation on women's lives, their success, their self-esteem, it really is enormous. It makes me wonder how many women are living a sort of half-life or a shadow of what they could be and should be. Having worked so much with people and their sleep, I know just how much can change in a person's life when they start getting enough sleep. So this is a big issue. So let's now think about what's contributing to this gender sleep gap. First of all, some significant sleep disruptors only affect women. This is across a month and also across a lifespan. So first of all, there are hormones across a monthly cycle. Two in three women report sleep problems during menstruation. This can be on one day in a cycle or multiple days each cycle. So there's some significant disruption there. Then there's pregnancy, childbirth, parenthood. There are many, many issues here that we don't possibly have time to go into. I will do that in future episodes. But just to touch on this during pregnancy, childbirth, early parenthood, hormonal changes mean that it's normal to have some sleep disruption and pregnancy-related insomnia. There are also issues around lots of other sleep disruptors, such as mood fluctuations, pain, needing the loo more, and then of course babies and young children causing natural disruption during the night time. There are a huge amount of sleep disruptors when we look at pregnancy, childbirth and early parenthood. Then of course we have the menopause, which is full of sleep disruptors. I'm not going to go into it in detail here, that definitely needs other episodes, but the main ones being hot flushes and anxiety. All of these are female-specific situations that cause sleep disruption, which will contribute to the gender sleep gap. But as well as that, pregnancy, early parenthood and menopause can all act as triggers to more significant sleep problems or insomnia. I've seen this time and time again. A problem starts, for example, in the menopause or starts in early pregnancy, but then continues long past that time. And this is when these situations have triggered a deeper sleep problem. But sleep research has disproportionately focused on men. This is another gender bias in medical research, which has been seen time and time again. I listened to some podcasts on the gender bias in medical research, and it blew my mind, quite honestly. If you're interested in it, definitely go and find out more about it. But women are basically much more challenging to research because of our normal hormonal fluctuations and changes. And therefore, quite often, women have been left out of research studies, particularly until more recently. So we have the physical and life cycle differences of women, which is one of the factors, I would say a pretty big one, contributing to the gender sleep gap. 
We also have the fact that women are reportedly 1.7 times more likely to struggle with depression or anxiety. It's common with depression and anxiety to experience sleep problems as a secondary factor, but of course this doesn't always happen by any means. However, the fact that women are 1.7 times more likely to struggle with these things is likely to contribute to the sleep gap that we're seeing. Perhaps linked to this is the fact that women are significantly more likely to be juggling various roles. So for example, work, caring responsibilities, and they're more likely to be carrying the invisible load of the family. The invisible load of the family refers to the fact that women tend to carry far more of the unnoticed and uncompensated physical, mental and emotional labour completed behind the scenes to keep our households happy, healthy and running smoothly. If there's something to organise, if a child is struggling with something, if there are presents to buy, party invites to respond to, teachers to liaise with, it tends to be women that pick up these tasks. This literally just touches the tip of the iceberg. There is so much here. I would love to do a really in-depth episode on this topic. This concept of invisible load comes from Dr. Libby Weaver, who wrote the book, The Invisible Load. If you're interested in looking into this more, I'll leave the link to that book in the show notes. But all of this leads to feeling overloaded and overwhelmed because these tasks usually have to fit into the cracks between paid work, the usual household tasks, looking after children, trying to maintain friendships, and a relationship, etc, etc, and at some point, trying to get time to wash your hair. All this busyness and all these balls to juggle leads to women's brains that struggle to switch off and that compromise sleep, not getting enough of it, and the quality of your sleep being rubbish. If there's something to worry about, it's often women laid awake thinking about it, and it happens at night time, because there's no time in the day to process anything. And what's more, it can lead to struggling to get to bed on time because you need those quiet hours to get stuff done or it's the only time you get to yourself and therefore you feel like you want to make the most of it. We cover sleep procrastination in the Sleep Optimizer program, which is all about when you put off going to bed for various reasons. It's often, but not exclusively, women that find sleep procrastination to be a challenge and end up even more sleep-deprived as a result. So that's all the environmental stuff exerting an influence on women and their sleep. Hormones, life stages, family structures, etc. But what about sleep problems and insomnia? What about the people who are chronically not getting enough sleep even though they are trying and they want to and are really suffering as a result? Well, according to the research, women are 40% more likely to suffer from a sleep problem than men. That's a lot. And we have to think about all the impact this would have on all areas of a woman's life and how well she can function and meet her potential. But interestingly, from my experience in the last 12 years or so working with people in sleep problems, I would say it's been a pretty 50-50 split between women and men 
in terms of the people accessing help in my sleep clinic. However, I've seen lots of differences between women and men in terms of, on the whole, I would say women are much more likely to just put up with a sleep problem or wait a really long time before accessing help, whereas men seem to have a more problem-solving mindset towards it. I've also seen that men are often very quiet about their sleep problems and tend to tell no one or very few people whereas women will be much more open and talking about it with their friends, people at work, and it's kind of become normalized for women to be struggling with sleep that much. So I've definitely observed big differences between men and women and how they tend to relate to significant sleep problems and insomnia. I think ultimately there needs to be much more research in the area of sleep and the factors that contribute to the gender sleep gap. But what can we do to improve this? How can we as women get more sleep? The first thing I would say is get educated. This is what I believe in more than anything else. Understand your sleep, why you need it, how it works, and then respect it and your need for it. Sleep is usually the first thing to be sacrificed by anyone feeling overloaded Mostly, I think, because we don't understand and respect why we need it. And giving it up doesn't help anything and usually only leads to more problems. So get educated. The second thing is to take sleep seriously. You need it and you deserve it. We've got to stop suffering in silence. No more accepting rubbish sleep. No more thinking that everything else is more important. We need to treat sleep as though it's as important as eating regularly and getting enough water. And we need to talk about it and normalise these conversations just like we do about eating and drinking water. And then I would say we need to work on stress management and good sleep habits and try to implement small positive changes wherever you can. Considering your wind down time is really important here. I've got lots of podcasts from this series that you can listen to based on that. You can also use the wind down journal to help you to implement those small positive changes that add up to incremental changes in the right direction. And then we as women need to talk about sleep and our need for sleep and normalize looking after it and protecting it because the world will constantly push us further and further we've got to create boundaries and push back. I believe that if we could close the sleep gap, it would reduce other gender gaps too. Imagine how powerful women could be with enough sleep in the tank. I intend to explore lots of these areas in much more detail in future podcasts, but until then I'll include the links to my programs that are designed to help you to promote and protect the right amount of good quality natural sleep for you and also my program that can help you with stress management. You can also access my free sleep health check resource, which will guide you through taking a good look at your sleep and where your gaps are. I hope to see you next time on the Sleep Seekers podcast. And until then, I wish you great sleep. Don't forget to visit sleepseekers.academy to find out more and give us a follow on your preferred social media channel so you can stay up to date with what's happening. See you next time.